This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. USDA's Ag Marketing Service is saying they will be making changes in its wheat balance tables, beginning with the May World's Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimate, or WASDE, report. USDA says beginning May 12th, the wheat WASDE table will add separate line items for imports, food use, and feed and residual use. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On said the grains tried to stabilize but remain very cautious. I think that the market is being a little bit leery for a couple different reasons, being one, we have the March 31st crop report. That's such a big crop report. Not only do we get acre intentions, and I know a lot of people see those acre numbers and kind of say, well, what's even matter on those acre numbers? It's March. You're, you're basing them off March 1st numbers. A lot changes before spring. It's so dictative of weather. But it gives you a chance to say, does this pencil or not? And if it doesn't pencil, the market needs to give some incentive to certain crops to be planted. So it is a big crop report, but also quarterly grain stocks. You need to look at those and say, hey, where has our usage been? As expected, the Federal Reserve Board raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point at their March meeting this week. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops says traders will now shift their focus to the USDA reports at the end of the month. Yep, that's the most important thing for us to look at is the planning intentions report, quarterly stocks numbers at the end of the month. They're starting to gather their trade estimates. Um, Informa was out yesterday, and I think they're pretty close in line with what the USDA Ag Outlook Forum is uh, forecasting, a a decent increase in corn, soybean, and wheat acres compared to a year ago with um, the biggest jump in wheat, um, primarily in uh, in parts of Texas, and uh, also an increase in corn acres throughout the nation. Some of the headwinds facing the grain market stem from the outside markets. Agrisampo North America Chief Analyst Sterling Smith says European economic concerns continue to be a factor for these grain markets. There is issues with the European banks, and if anyone reads my uh, weekly wrap-ups, I will have charts and coverages of both American and uh, European bank CDSs. They are moving noticeably higher for major banks in Europe, including uh, outfits like Deutsche Bank, and that is creating a lot of market nervousness right now. According to a Russian business newspaper, the Russian Ag Ministry is considering a suspension of wheat and sunflower exports. Recent drop in prices is behind that possibility. Russian sunflower oil prices dropped more than 20% over the past 10 days. Government has already ramped up its grain purchases to help prop up domestic prices. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camps says the lean hog market finally is finding some support. The higher hogs finally. It's been a, a steep slide, something that brought the futures down to and then eventually below the cash market. But it has been weakness in the cash trade and ultimately concern over demand on the pork side that's weighed on that market recently. Seasonally, the cash should go uh, higher still from here. Auction barns are at the tail end of their feeder cattle run. NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie says prices were as good as he expected. We had a really nice increase in in, in feeder cattle prices here this year, and it was expected. We, you know, this was the fourth year of cow liquidation, so smaller calf crop, and then uh, the western states got have gotten rained off too much in places and and in through Colorado and so on. So that helped to spur the market too, especially for the lighter weight cattle to go on grass this summer. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. 
Being a young, beginning, or small farmer has many exciting opportunities. Egg Country Farm Credit Services is here to help navigate them and introduce options you may not know about. We take pride in working with young, beginning, and small farmers to leverage the resources you need to be successful. Whether it's special exceptions to credit underwriting or scholarships for continuing farm management education, we're here to help you. Get started by contacting your local Egg Country office. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene, brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. A federal judge in North Dakota is allowing farm groups to intervene in the ongoing legal battle of the Waters of the United States rule. North Dakota Judge Alice Senecal will consider a motion from 24 states for a preliminary injunction. Without the court action, separate lawsuits would likely be filed with each of those 24 states. The Black Sea Grain Initiative, which created a grain corridor out of Ukraine, has been extended. Ukrainian officials say the agreement was extended for 120 days, but Russia only agreed to renew the deal for 60 days. Russia warns this agreement won't be extended beyond mid-May without the removal of Western sanctions. Minnesota Governor Tim Wald, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and their counterparts in Iowa and Nebraska are asking for an emergency waiver to allow 15% ethanol blends to be used this summer. EPA Administrator Michael Regan approved year-round sales earlier this year but delayed implementation until April of next year. Minnesota Governor Tim Walls and DFL leaders have agreed to a budget framework for the next biennium. Minnesota's budget agreement has $48 million allotted to agriculture. Minnesota Farm Bureau President Dan Glassing says they were hopeful to see a stronger number in the ag budget. Well, certainly we would have liked to see more put towards agriculture, uh, but we have to start somewhere, and um, we're going to have some conversations, see if we can't get uh, agriculture properly funded for uh, Minnesota farmers and ranchers and, and really consumers at the end of the day because they're the ones who reap benefits of uh, uh, our food production. And Minnesota farmers were in St. Paul this week visiting with lawmakers and government officials for a day on the hill. Minnesota Ag Commissioner Tom Peterson says there's no shortage of agriculture-related issues to educate lawmakers about. A lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to do with the Department of Agriculture, but it's an agriculture issue. So like property taxes, school uh, levy, beginning farmer tax credit, these are things that are incredibly important. We just talked about avian influenza. is incredibly important because not just if you're a turkey producer, but you raise corn and, uh, and uh, that, that is, everything is connected. Meat processing, soil health, there's a lot going on here. But also the crop production tools that farmers use is something the legislature is looking at really closely. So there's no shortage of issues that we have. And Peterson is watching the legislation surrounding the Minnesota Board of Animal Health closely.
The issue too is, uh, are we going to grow the Board of Animal Health? It's currently at six and it's been at, it was at five for about a hundred years. My concern on the board is like when we have avian influenza or God forbid we get African swine fever, when we've had bovine tuberculosis, so we have a board that understands farming, understands agriculture, and is, uh, understands animal diseases. And so uh, sometimes if you get a board too big, that can be a problem. And so we really want to understand the parameters around growing that board. And North Dakota continues to hear legislation related to expanding animal agriculture in the state. House Bill 1437 was heard in the North Dakota Senate Aid Committee that would create regional livestock planning grants and provide appropriations. Agriculture, Economic Development, and Township Organization spoke in favor of the bill. North Dakota Stockman's Association Executive Vice President Julie Ellingson spoke in favor of the legislation, emphasizing the importance of a confidentiality clause in the bill. We joined in support of, of House Bill 1437. One thing that we wanted to make sure that we um, highlighted is the confidentiality requirements that are on page two of the bill. This actually had been a request of our organization, and we think it's a critical component of the legislation. It's to us, it helps ensure that the information garnered on these parcels in the planning review um, outlined in the bill doesn't get in the wrong hands or misused for a purpose that could be economically harmful or intrusive or even potentially put a livestock operation in harm's way. And that's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. A lot of companies talk about being local, but what does that really mean? This is Shane with Irie Insurance, and for us, it means we grow up with you from your first car to the moment you take over the family farm or business. We go to all the same sporting events. We are there the first time your basement floods. At Irie Insurance, we are local, and rest assured when you trust us with your home, farm, auto, and crop insurance, you know that you are being taken care of by a local neighbor that cares. Check us out on the web at irieinsurance.com to find a location and a local agent near you. Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture, the Red River Farm Network. First time the oil industry has joined farm groups supporting the higher ethanol blended fuel. Also speaking at today's NDSU Extension Weed Plot Tour was NDSU Weed Scientist. The program is for farmers and ranchers who suffered livestock or feed losses. Say offices as details for phase two of the emergency. Markets, weather, farm policy. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear it on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. A look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Red River Basin of the North is expected to see one round of well-organized precipitation over the next 10 days. World Weather Incorporated says that will occur next week, Wednesday through Friday. Temperatures are expected to remain cooler than average, limiting spring thaw and increasing concern about flooding once temperatures do warm up. High temperatures are expected in the teens to around 30 degrees in the northeastern areas and 30s to 50s in the southwest. Morning lows are expected to be in the positive single digits and teens. The latest flood outlook from the National Weather Service says there is a greater than 65% chance of major flooding at Oslo and Fargo-Moorhead on the Red River and a high risk of moderate flooding at Wapaton, Halstead, and the Grand Forks area. The Weather Service says moderate flooding can be expected along the Cheyenne River, Maple River, Buffalo River and Wild Rice River. Minor flooding is currently expected along the Red Lake River at Crookston and two rivers at Howlock. 
Bismarck National Weather Service meteorologist Alex Edwards says snowfall could be on track to break seasonal records in some areas of the Red River Valley. Edwards says he doesn't expect to see widespread temperatures above 40 until April. Now normal obviously increases pretty quick through the month here. Um, but even then, uh, there's no real pattern switch for temperatures in the near future, the foreseeable future. So I'd expect the snowpack to stick around for a little bit at least. Currently, forecasts high temperatures, for example, stay in the 20s and 30s for most of the region until, until at least this weekend, and then we maybe see some more widespread 30s. Um, and 40s in southern portions of the region, but until then, nothing really, nothing really above that for the next uh, week or two. South Dakota State University state climatologist Laura Edwards says next month holds uncertainty for how much precipitation we'll receive. On precipitation, uh, not unusual for the spring season to have equal chances of wetter, drier, or near normal for precipitation. Part of that is because we're getting into our wettest time of year, which is typically May and June. And also we we kind of move from a more of a winter weather pattern into the summer thunderstorm pattern. Edward says the heavy snowpack can also cause calving concerns. Certainly we we typically have a lot less snow on the on the ground as compared to what we have this year. And I know those who are calving in April typically are are expecting less snow on the ground, you know, warmer temperatures. So this is quite different than, than what we typically see for this time of year. And, you know, that leads to muddy pens and maybe some of those producers, you know, who, who are calving, lambing, kidding this time of year, um, maybe don't have as much protection um, as those who, who calve more in the colder months in the winter. So, so that is a little bit of a concern. USDA is offering technical and financial assistance to help farmers and livestock producers recover from adverse weather events in Idaho, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Impacted producers can contact their local USDA service center to report losses and learn what program options are available. Farm Production and Conservation Undersecretary Robert Bonney says the recent winter storms have taken a toll on livestock producers with snow removal costs and increased feed expenses. Dry weather in eastern Brazil will likely push harvest progress. Central and northern Argentina will see frequent waves of rain over the next two weeks, providing additional relief from drought. This has been a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Weeds. Disease. Markets. If you grow dry beans, Weeds. you're dealing with crop Weeds. management pressures Markets. all season long. Weeds. And while you're Weeds. tough enough to handle the pressure, Markets. your dry beans aren't. That's why there's BASF. Markets. Our dry bean crop Weeds. protection solutions relieve the pressure with better control start to finish. Contact your BASF retailer for better dry bean solutions all season long. Check out the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network's website. The North Dakota Beef Commission has a rare opportunity available. They're seeking their next executive director. Other opportunities include the North Dakota Soybean Council, True North Equipment, and AURI. Find out about these career openings and more at rrfn.com. That's the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. Go to rrfn.com.